Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the ELMS podcast, where we try and tell you everything we can that we know about, you know, as far as LMSs are. Today, I have a really special guest with me, a, a good friend of mine and a colleague for a long, long time, uh, Mr. James Bennett. Hey, everybody. And uh, James is the um, Director of Instructional Design at Herzing University, and he brings with him a tremendous amount of experience in the LMS world. So I'm going to let James, I'm going to let you introduce yourself there and tell us everybody a little bit about your background. Hey, okay. So, um, so LMSs are, are uh, uh, kind of one of my things uh, because a lot of my, a lot of my background has to do with media and web development and design. And I came into education as, um, as a design instructor. Um, and I've written a couple of books on it. And so, you know, so for me to, to look at an LMS, I come to it from a different perspective um, than a lot of folks do. And, and as a result of that, I've been involved in, um, a, you know, in LMS development. I've been, uh, I've been cons used as a consultant for a number of migrations um, from one, you know, from one LMS to another. So I've been, uh, uh, been around a little bit in the LMS world. Perfect. Perfect. That's great, James. So tell me about some of those migrations that you've been a part of and, you know, how things have kind of come forward since then in terms of the technology. Um, so, <laughs> so there's, so, so they've come a lot, they've come, they've come a long way, uh, but in many ways they haven't. And, and, and it's sort of, uh, I was just talking with, uh, uh, an East coast university, um, uh, literally just last week, who was talking to me, they, they're going to do a migration. And they're like, you know, what do we need to look out for? And I and I say, so it's always well-intentioned, but no matter what LMS you're talking with, they promise you that there's an easy button and everything will just convert. And it <laughs> never does. And I say, you know, you need to have a project plan together of what you're going to do when this does not work. And, and, and please, please, please test. Test 10 courses. Test 20 courses before you go because i see that and usually usually the the client university calls me after they've discovered that it's that it's that it, it they can't just push one button and everything migrates now it may happen um you know they may get lucky but there's always something that that you didn't plan on and so you know any any kind of migration you need a solid project management plan that includes all the risk and what you're going to do no, I think that's really true. Um, you know, even in my experience in higher education, I've been a part of, you know, of some uh, migrations, but not necessarily from the technical side, but just from the user side. And they can get really tedious. You know, I've yeah. been in situations where I was asked to ask my instructors to go in and start manually updating, you know, these, these course shells, you know, if they're transitioning from, say, Blackboard right. to Canvas. And it's an extremely tedious process. So I know that it can be really arduous. I know that, you know, technologically we're making advances and it's getting easier and easier, but it's still, I think we still, you know, we're, it's a work in progress and we're getting yeah. it. Yeah. Um, tell me about some of the trends, you know, that you, you're seeing in the LMS world, you know, based on things that have changed from back when you started way back when, and as they're kind of moving forward, what is kind of developed and what, you know, what do you think, where do you think it's all going to go? So, so, so LMSs are getting smarter. Um, and, and one of the things that, you know, we sort of need to keep in mind is LMS, which stands for learning management system, um, is a spinoff of CMS, which is content management system, which is, you know, sort of a web-based um, uh, system for making websites. And, and, and LMS is really the same thing, except that it applies directly to learning. 
And, and, you know, what we're starting to see, and it's been this way for, you know, a long time is, you know, increases not necessarily in how, in how it looks, but, um, but a, a couple of different areas, you know, first off, what is it tracking? What is it looking at? Um, the LMS, you know, like one of the things that everybody, you know, everybody's really, really well aware of is attendance. Um, that's a big deal in tracking attendance and tracking student activity. Uh, be, why? Because those are the things the administrators look at. Um, those are the things that we want to know, you know, okay, so, you know, yes, a student, a student triggered attendance, therefore they're enrolled in the class, et cetera. We don't drop them and those sorts of things. Um, but, you know, where, we, where things are starting to to focus more on is actually the student experience. And keep that in mind that that's very different from necessarily how it looks. Um, so I can give you a great example, um, you know, that uh, student navigation and how student interacts with um, a learning management system in their content may just be based on how it's laid out. You know, we've, we've talked before about the scroll of death. Um, yes. Which is yeah, which is which is a certain which is a certain layout configuration that nobody likes, but <laughs> but it's easy, you know. Faculty don't like it, uh, students don't like it because you know here I am in you know in week seven, but I've got to scroll through everything that I have done, mm -hmm. um, you know, to get there, you know, to get where I'm at, you know, every single time I enter it. So so I think there's. Some of the trends are going to be, you know, what you can track with students, because one of the things that we don't track really in LMSs is, is learning. We track student activity, but we don't track learning. Now you can get you can get third-party plugins that will, you know, attach themselves to exams and things like that, where you can do analysis. But um, you know, we're we're tracking web clicks and not, um, hey, did the student master that particular learning objective? Uh, in the LMS. Point. And I that's, think we're, I think we're going to get there. That's a really great point. And I think, you know, even in terms of, you know, the technology and moving it forward, um, you know, I'd never thought of it in quite that context either. You know, and I've had, you know, a fair amount of experience working with a fair number of different LMS platforms. Yeah. Um, now, how do you believe a learning management system integrations, you know, uh, if, let, me, let me backtrack. When it comes to higher ed, you know, yeah. I, I know that we use the basic ones, the Canvas, the Blackboard, what have you. you yeah. know, any particular one that is more effective, maybe is that has better, is easier from a curriculum design standpoint. Yeah. So, so, so I would say really where the differentiation is um, happens what you want it to do or what your own policies are. And so, let me give you an example. So, um, um, so some of them some of the LMSs are very, very difficult to lock down uh, from people changing stuff like instructors. So, so, so let's say I, you know, I'm running, I have an LMS and I have multiple satellite campuses. And for me, it's very, very important that the content and, and sort of the student experience remain the same. That's going out to, you know, I could, you know, I could literally have, you know, maybe 20 sections of an English course running out. Now, I still want, you know, academic freedom and I want the instructor to be able to add their flavor, but um, but some LMSs, I can't lock down so that the instructor can just suddenly decide that there's no discussion boards anymore and they're, you know, in their course, which is problematic 
in a distance ad course where we want them to we you know we want to trigger attendance or we want to make certain that they're you know that they're engaged um, and it may be designed a certain way that maybe that discussion board this particular discussion board actually meets a learning objective and if they delete the discussion board in unit four then that learning objective is not met and so you know so if you and using that as an example so you would want to make your choice if what if 100% of everything you have in a distance ed course platform or in a hybrid platform is is put in there by the by the instructor then you don't really care you know if you if you have to lock it down or not um, but you know on the other hand um, if you if you are trying to at least have uniform content uh, presented all the courses then you want to be able to lock certain areas down that instructors can't change. Um, another problem I have has to do with due dates, where um, that you know instructors all you know change due dates and like hang on a second. So now that's not the due date that they changed it to is not synced to a lab or some third party stuff, and now the grades don't transfer. And you know, and the, and the faculty are like, whoa, what, what, what happened? What happened? And I want to say, stop touching stuff. You know, and so so a lot of it, a lot of that, what what's better and what's not, and I'm using like sort of like in the weeds examples, but that really comes down to, um, you know, what what those decisions you need to make are. So, a, how do you, you know, what are your policies? How do you run it? And secondly, again, what is the student experience? How do you expect students to navigate, um, you know, your system? I've worked on systems where we give students. Um, the ability to completely reconfigure, and now, th now this was on proprietary LMSs, but they can configure what their what their screen looks like. Oh, I want a calendar that pops up that tells me what's due next, as opposed, to, yeah, and 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 so again, so it comes, you know, the two things, uh, you know, what are your policies? How you, you know, how do you, and how do you expect students to, um, you know, to navigate and engage with the system? You know, when you were talking there, it reminded me of something that I've experienced many times as a dean, because typically in proprietary education, they would create one master shell and then they would just simply duplicate it and copy right. it out sections. Yep. And if there was any changes that were made by an instructor, it would cause all kinds of havoc on the back end in the yeah. grade book. Yeah, it was yep. a really common thing that I, I remember dealing with, you know, many, many times. Um, and I think it kind of also what it does is it takes a little bit of that autonomy away from the faculty because things happen, they make adjustments on the fly, and the the system isn't robust enough to actually you know roll with it, so to speak, without right. causing other larger scale systemic issues. Right, right, and 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 it it can sometimes a lot of the systems can um, accommodate those kind of things, but it's better to talk to somebody. Um, as yeah. talk to the IDT department first, or, yeah. you know, you know, technology before you just start flipping switches and, and turning stuff off or turning stuff on. Um, and, and again, a, oh, I'm sorry. I thought, do you think there was a trend, a trend going towards, um, having more configurable LMSs on the, on the, from the user experience side? Do you think it's, we're going in that direction or we're going to stay kind of more on the locked side of the, the fence? Um, so I so I think we're gonna I think we're going to stay on the lock side of the fence for a while, but you know, but I'm going to um, I'm going to try to convince people 
um, <laughs> as much as I can when I talk to, um, to sort to go in that direction because I think I think that is um, I think I think that's where sort of the magic lies. Another another thing that that I a trend that I hope to see is you know so one of the things that you know we see with LMSs is, is um, you know a lot of times they can configure and uh, and make use of great other outside technology from publishers or labs or whatever um, you know using LTI pass-throughs. So imagine if your LMS was clever enough that those elements could talk to the LMS. But they could also talk to each other, um, yes. and so and so I, I so I don't have to I don't have to exclusively use one um, you know one product inside and in like a, as an instructor or as you know from from perspective of an institution I can go through and I can truly curate the kind of things that that I want. So I would like I would like you know some some stuff from this textbook. And I would like this lab, and I would like uh, this adaptive learning system for mm -hmm. exams, and I would like this reporting system for my exams. And so the and so the LMS instead of just a pass through, the LMS not only just serves as a content management system, but it actually serves as a learning management system uh, and lives up to its its acronym, so that those pieces all can talk to each other, even if it's just in the gradebook, and say and it says okay. Um, this item, this item, and this item all met learning objective number one, and therefore we know that that student has attained that learning objective and has that skill set. And this item, and this item, and this item, and they could be from you know from different uh, publishers or you know from different brands or whatever. They meet learning objective number two, and and we can assign that. And paping, there's a little green light or a number or whatever in the LMS that says. You've got this. And what if it also provided early warning for students that you're saying, okay, these five students are at risk of not attaining this learning objective. Um, wow. And so, yeah, so, but that, that could be done. You know, it is funny when, when you were explaining that I could literally almost see the schematic being built in my, in my mind as to how that, how that could, you know, not that I could do it technically, but how it could be constructed anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Really. I, I, from my perspective, it, it sort of enhances the pedagogical perspective from the from the for the faculty who are able to draw from multiple sources and not necessarily be stuck to, you know, a, a textbook or a particular right. site. But there's yep. creates a more holistic learning environment that you know could you know ultimately be aligned with learning objectives. You know, if they're entered in you know uh, beforehand. Um, that's 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 quite a vision and I, something that I never thought of, and I really think that's tremendous. And I think our listeners would uh, definitely uh, put some thought into that. Maybe we can get some good development on. Yeah, that. well, hopefully they'll lobby the developers and and spread the word. You know, every time so every time you're in a meeting with some LMS company, say, you know, it'd be cool is if it did this. And if we do if we do it from grassroots, eventually. Eventually, they'll give us what we yes, want. Yes, yes, exactly. But imagine, imagine just being an instructor. Imagine being an instructor in a class and being able to look at some sort of dashboard and see what's not not whether your students were there or not, not whether your students, you know, uh, you know, completed their exam, but what learning objectives they they had mastered, what ones they were shaky on, or whatever. Because all you would have to do is sort of pair that up inside the LMS. 
to these different to these different assignments or these different elements and then you could and you could track it through the LTI and you would say okay I need to I need to call these three students because they need some help and what if you can and what if you could use the LMS to serve them alternate content wow so so what if what if you knew of three great YouTube videos that explained it differently than you did and you're like you know what they might like this better and that you could and that you could just you know through the LMS just go hey Try the try these videos. See if see if this explains a little bit better for you. Wow, that feels like a, a system that's a whole lot more robust than what you know than what we're what we're used to today than what I know is being used in most college courses. Right, uh, and, and so on. So it's really uh, it's well, it's student centered. Yeah, exactly. It's totally student centered. Um, it, 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 it you've kind of left me reeling because my brain is kind of going. Sorry. No, it's, no, it's good. It's a good thing because what it's making me think about, you know, all of the different ways that an LMS could be used that would in, in, incorporate, you know, the, the future, incorporate yeah. technology and media in ways that we're not doing right now that should be. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and, and all of this is so all this is stuff that happens already in the real world. Um, mm -hmm. You know, outside of education, you know, things on our cell phone, these little apps that we that we upload and stuff like that, that will communicate and and cross reference our information or whatever. And sometimes we don't want them to. Sometimes, you know, our social media gets gets all involved in our business and, and wants to touch our calendars and our and our Zoom calls. And everything else. And we're like, no, 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 I don't I don't. I don't want, <laughs> I don't, I don't want, you know, right, right, knowing what I'm doing over here. But, but, but anyway, but if we sort of use, if we sort of use that as a model, and here's another thing that's, that's important, uh, you know, the, the students and the learners that are using all that technology and, 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 and using sort of the mashups and stuff, those are the those are the folks that are coming into college right now. And yeah. so those of, you know, those of us that have been here for a while, um, that you know that think that Scantron are is kind of a clever idea. <laughs> yeah, because we've done that a while. But you know, but we, yeah, but we should look. We should look to the folks that we're teaching how they use technology, and instead of forcing technology, you know, how we see it on them, we should let them. Um, you know, we should sort of let them lead the charge in in what they want. Um, you know, do they do they want reminders? Do they want, um, you know, how, how do they want to use technology um, to their own advantage? Um, it reminds me of my, you know, literally, I think I've shared this with you in the past. My boys, they are, you know, addicted to technology. They're addicted to their their tablets, and I get frustrated with it. I am, you know, kind of done with YouTube, and I have certain, you know. Uh, adjectives that i may may blur out <laughs> i won't go into more detail than that right 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 the truth is you know from even from a generational perspective you know the gen y and uh, and millennials they have a different take on how they want to um, what's the word to um to to take on the information to learn the information right. and to right. respond to it so i i think you know, there's a little bit of this too, where you know we're sort of stuck in the past of what we've done, but the question is, what can we do? I think that's the real question, and I think you've done a really super job of answering that or giving us some food for thought, anyway, <clears throat> on a really complicated question. 
Um, you know, any uh, any closing thoughts? You know, before we wrap up our podcast today. Uh, so yeah, the only thing, just really quick, that I that I would say is that you know another thing when it comes to LMS is, and I and I touched on this a few minutes ago, um, uh, you know, about sort of the um, the style, the the student engagement style that it forces. Um, there's been a lot of research. Um, there's some folks out there that are really experts in this field. Like there's a guy that comes in my mind um, whose name is Edward Tufte. And he's sort of the guru of the visual display of information. Um, and he's done some research on sort of the cognitive style of some of um, of some of our technologies. One of these, he, you know, and basically he put a paper together um, on the cognitive style of PowerPoint and how it contributed to uh, the space shuttle crash. Um, and it's, and I've talked with guys at NASA that they're like, oh yeah, we we all try to make certain that we're singing from the same sheet of music as Tufty. And I would say, you know, some 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 understanding in that um, it, as far as when it comes to LMSs, whether either how you choose an LMS or how you how you configure an LMS and being and being aware of that is um, is very important. You know, we talked about the scroll of death, but there's but there's a whole other thing, series of things that forcing students to learn things in a certain order or do things in a certain order or navigate a certain way um, can um, can have unlooked for results. Um, and, and we should always go into that um, with our eyes open and, and understand, hey, you know, if we if we make them do it this way or make them go that way, what's it going to do for the learning? I think it violates our sense of curricular design if we give the give the users too much freedom because of course tradi it does. traditionally we're very used to making sure that it's linear and there's good yep. logic behind that but i think there could be some more research and some more science put into you know uh, from the learning style perspective of what if it was more choose your own adventure and maybe yeah. that's what today's learners want yep. um you know and again I, I don't know enough about it to really have a, an educated opinion as far as that particular angle goes, but I do know that there is a very distinct generational change, you know, and which I touched on earlier, and I yep. absolutely agree on this. But I loved everything that you had to say, James. Uh, Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, we're out of time for today, but we can certainly have you back on in the very near future. Uh, again, everybody, James Bennett, uh, Director of Instructional Design at Herzing University was our guest today. Thank you for joining us on the ELMS podcast. Again, my name is David Hatami. I'm your host, and we will look forward to seeing you very soon. All right, everybody, take care. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.